We get it, you're busy. You wanna grow and we wanna help. You're passionate about your craft because it deeply matters to you. Your faith is important, it's your foundation. At Stay Forth, we coach leaders to avoid burnout, live and lead with clarity, purpose, and from a place of health. We want you to experience long-term impact. Welcome to the journey. Hey, church leaders, did you know Google offers 10 grand a month in free ads for churches? Yes, 10 grand a month. I honestly thought it was too good to be true. But our friends at Reach the Lost are helping churches win Google searches. Being found online is becoming more and more important. Barna reports that 75% of new visitors have already watched you one to three times online before ever stepping into your building. Reach the Lost is a team of Google grants and SEO experts, helping churches manage the grant with great results. They help your online presence grow without adding another task to your team's plate. So head on over to reachthelost.com and book a 30-minute discovery call. Now, onto the podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast today. Um, we are talking about something that is very close to our hearts. Uh, but first of all, I wanted to welcome my co-host for today's podcast, Chad Lunsford. Welcome to the podcast, my man. So great to be here, Alan. Thanks for having me. Chad serves as one of our coaches here at Stay Forth. He does a lot of sabbatical coaching, and that is the topic that we are cracking open today. And this is a really interesting topic for me. Uh, I promise I've sort of backed my way into sabbatical coaching. And um, Chad, you have as well in a really unique way. Yeah. And I'll have him share that as well. But I approached this topic actually first as a struggler. I had no idea how to steward um, the two sabbaticals that I was granted. Um, I served as a pastor for about 13 years, as well as um, equipping church planners. And that's actually when I got into coaching was during uh, my time pastoring and developing leaders in a local church context. And what I realized during that time was that one of the most terrifying things to a leader is to say, go do whatever you want. Just go <laughs> take time off. And how much of an identity hit that can be for us when we're not working. And yeah. and that word disorienting that we talk a lot about, we'll talk about in this episode, was incredibly disorienting to me. And so during those two uh, experiences of sabbatical, the first one I did the best I could uh, and you know, kind of got a low C. The second I did the best I could and kind of got a high C. That's when I believe God gave me the vision for walking alongside of people and guiding them before a sabbatical, during a sabbatical, and after a sabbatical. And I don't know what your opinion is as you watch or you listen to this, but plenty of leaders have had bad experiences with a sabbatical. And almost all of them have been alone, isolated, and confused about the role of a sabbatical and unsure of actually how to best steward it. And I'm proud to say that Chad and I have helped people prepare uh, and experience a sabbatical that has helped them to reorient in a really healthy way. Uh, so that's kind of my entrance to sabbatical. Chad, talk a little bit about how did you first experience sabbatical and then sabbatical coaching? Yeah, you know, I've I've kind of come into this uh, sabbatical journey from an interesting and I think in many ways surprising as well. After 
you know, 21 years of ministry and marriage and really the five years leading into that sabbatical, I was a church planning pastor, I really came into it, you know, uh, coasting on fumes, so to speak, and knowing that we were as a family ready for, ready for a break, uh, ready for kind of some next steps and ready to really engage one another and engage God at a higher level. And just quite honestly, find some find some real rest and replenishment. And so, um, you and I were actually already walking through a coaching journey. And uh, you know, as I was be- beginning to share my desire to step into a meaningful sabbatical, uh, it was then that I discovered you know how powerful a sabbatical coach can be. Uh, me, like many people, like I mean, I had no idea really like what to do. I had some idea. And uh, we'll talk about some of the um, some of the things we often bring in that perhaps we should leave behind. And I had all of those, just like everybody else. The questions, the fears, the things I thought had to be there that perhaps don't need to be a part of the of the journey. And while you would say you, you know you kind of had some mid level experiences, uh, having the opportunity to learn from your experience and your your opportunities to coach so many other leaders, I would say I had an A. <laughs> it was a it was a ninety day plus. You- uh, Yours was amazing. You're sending me pictures from Italy and I'm going, oh man, I really wish I would have had the experience you had. So I was a little bit jealous while you were experiencing it. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to take my bride to Italy for a couple of weeks, uh, getting to take our three kids to Paris, you know, for about a week and a half. uh, And just even back in the States, just having incredibly meaningful experiences just right here in our own town. Um, I mean, it was a great, great opportunity, not just to travel the world to get rest, but to really reset in in life and leadership. And I can can easily and honestly say I'm not the same person I was before sabbatical because of the things that I was able to glean out of it. And so uh, it was really an incredibly beneficial journey. I'm still a, a pastor and having had the opportunity to walk through a meaningful uh, sabbatical I would say almost weekly, if not sometimes daily, I, I will get other pastors and leaders reaching out to me and say, tell me what you did. <laughs> How did you do it? Uh, what was your journey? And uh, through Stay Forth, I've had this kind of surprising part, uh, the opportunity now to walk dozens of other leaders uh, through their sabbatical journey. And uh, like you, you know, leader after leader, they, um, you know, they, they come in and you can just see it on their faces, right? There's a desire, there's, a, there's, there's an, an inherent like, knowledge of, I need something. Um, uh, somebody's gifted me some level of sabbatical, whether it might be four weeks or, you know, 90 days plus, but they don't know what to do with it. And there's a lot of things that they're bringing in, uh, that almost feels like a burden. Well, I've got to do this and I've got to read these books and I got to go have these experiences so I can report back to my board. And we really just try to walk with them through like, what is it that God most wants to do in you in this season? Cause he's the one that's providing the gift. And, uh, it's been amazing to walk along dozens of other leaders and help them get that a experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so let me brief you for kind of what we're going to do. Chad and I are going to ping pong back and forth. Again, we're both sabbatical coaches. Uh, We both experience sabbaticals and we see it from slightly different angles, but we walk people through the same process that is has been time tested. If you're a business leader, this works for you. If you are between professions, this works for you. If you are, you know, 52 years old, approaching a season where you want to look at your second mountain, this works. If you're 38 approaching the season, this works. So we've created what I think is able to contextualize and able to generalize generalize well enough. So we're going to walk through a little bit why, what's behind it, 
We're actually going to walk through three phases of sabbatical, which is probably the most helpful thing people say about our sabbatical coaching. Any insights kind of sprinkled in there from us, then we're actually going to share our call to action is for you to share this with someone you know who's receiving a sabbatical and maybe they're feeling disoriented uh, or for you to actually jump into either one-on-one coaching or our upcoming summer sabbatical cohort. So that's kind of the lay of land and we're going to dive into this. So Chad, let's do it. Yeah. Well, before we talk about sabbatical, of course, we've got to start with the why. And I think part of what we try to do in our journey, and I think it's been so helpful, is just to demystify the process, right? And so Alan, can you kind of share with us, what do we share with our our clients and, and often churches and businesses? Like why does sabbatical matter? It's so important for us to pull out of what leaders call the whirlwind. The whirlwind of decisions and emails and I'm always leading everything. Leaders tell me a lot, um, everyone needs me all the time. And if you think about that, if you lead, if you are a parent, you are making decisions more than you want to. You're answering emails more than you want to. You're administrating more than you want to. And there's something about extracting the leader out of that zone um, and the grind of duty and then propelling them into a space of delight. Uh, I actually talked with a leader yesterday um, he and his wife, they're both receiving a sabbatical right now, and they were just wrestling through, what should we do in micro? And I was inviting them into delight. Who would you like to get together with? And what are a couple things that you'd love to do as a married couple? And what are some things that you've kind of been held back from? What are some coffee shops you'd love to go visit? What are some books you'd love to read? And it feels disorienting even to this leader in the midst of that. Um, the second thing is just a margin in space. Our brains and our hearts and our souls need margin and space to just get out of that whirlwind if we're going to kind of zoom out and we're going to look at, and what is my purpose? What is my calling? Why did God put me here on this earth? What is this season for? And what is the next season for? And that's the next why behind it is every leader needs to mature in our leadership and mature in our parenting in our life phase and stage. And this gives us a chance. Many leaders that receive a sabbatical go, man, I'm going to zoom out and I'm going to pray and think and read and process. What does the next season require of me? And it kind of helps you to just name the last season, to move on from that, and then to be able to prepare for the next season. Um, Replenishment is the big word that we talk about. What's dry and must be replenished? And so we're going to come at it with that question ahead of time. What feels dry and must be replenished? And it could be your body, could be your mind, could be your heart, your soul, relationships around you, your parenting. Uh, If you're a spiritual leader, you could look forward to um, not having to preach and teach. If you are an organizational leader, you could look forward to not having to lead meetings or always think about content you need to be producing for your organization. Uh, The last benefit that I see is actually the biggest secret of sabbatical. And we're going to tell you right here is that your absence as a leader in the organization, if you prepare well, can actually raise the capacity of your team. I see this with my kids that they come to me for random tasks. This is not a joke. A couple days ago, my son yells up, dad, there's a mouse downstairs here. Well, unfortunately, this happens in our house and they know how to do it. You go upstairs, you grab a snowboarding glove, You take it downstairs, not hard. You trap the thing, you take it outside. But if I'm there, they're not going to do that. And so I don't want my kid to not rise to his capacity of capturing a mouse. 
downstairs in the bathroom. Same thing is true for a team. When that leader is gone, maybe the team has to rise 20% and they have to take on new responsibilities. And strangely, those are some of the same responsibilities that the leader wants to shed and somebody else grows into them when they're gone. And so it's this beautiful kind of reordering of capacity and even sometimes the structure of the organization where you want to grow into a different or a more mature role. So yeah, Chad, any thoughts on all those? It's kind of the big five that we talk about. Yeah, and I could I could share, you know, on each of them, you know, as you were sharing the, the that big secret, which is true. Uh, I'm reminded of a leader that I had the privilege of of talking with and uh, she's the the leader of her organization and each time she's taken a maternity leave, <laughs> uh, what she shared with me was that uh, the preparation for her to be out, the time that she was away in her reentry process and in all facets, she discovered that not only did she get better, but her organization got better and actually their profits went up <laughs> and it's, it's begun to significantly change. She was reaching out to us to say, hey, what is this sabbatical process that you all actually walk through? Um, she, she was kind of talking about her paternity or excuse me, her maternity leave as sabbatical. And I was like, well, we wouldn't call maternity leave sabbatical, but the, the principle is true, right? This idea of preparation and inviting others to step up in your absence. It's really true across the board, whether it's for profit or nonprofit. And you mentioned there at the beginning that idea of escaping the grind of duty. Um, you know, I, I see it on our clients' faces every single time we start the process with them, and we kind of walk through this idea of get to versus have to. And you just see this freedom begin to emerge in them of oh, there are things that I can let go, <laughs> and things that I get to step into. Even the language that you continually use of receiving a sabbatical. We don't talk about taking a sabbatical. It's a gift that, that we receive. And we talk about this idea of uh, what it will look like for you to receive this gift and walk in get-tos. And when we help people rediscover, um, I, don't, I don't think this is a word, but one of the things I often say with our clients is kind of your your childness, <laughs> that you are a child of God first and everything else flows from that. When you get to re rediscover that, and rediscover the ways in which you're designed and what replenishes you, all bets are off. And uh, it, it's amazing yeah. what is in store. That's such a good word, Chad. And one of the unintended consequences, um, the kind of side effects of leadership is that we kind of end up leading everything. Mm -hmm. And we kind of end up having responsibility in all the zones that we step into, maybe in the community, maybe in boards. And if you're a leader listening and watching this, chances are you need spaces to just be. Uh -huh. Whether we do that on some of our experiences where we're like, we have all the details, just come with us to Colorado. Just come be for a while. That's a gift. And the uh -huh. leader that is leading all the time does not get that opportunity to experience that. So um, giving someone that opportunity is disorienting and challenging to, you know, you say this gets to like, have your hands open versus your hands full or clenched, but just God, what do you have for me today? And we give just enough planning and structure to that, but we also have that space and that margin. And it's a dance, it's a tension, it's an art, not a science. Every sabbatical is a little bit unique. And the situation, I mean, your situation was unique, Chad. My situation was unique both times with both biological and adopted kids. Um, and I'm actually planning for my next sabbatical that I'm really looking forward to this year, that's yeah. completely different from when my kids were younger in that phase. And I'm having to contextualize it 
for this unique scenario. So there's not one size fits all. And I think that's the beauty of coaching is helping you uncover some of the uniquenesses that you need to pay attention to during your sabbatical. That's so good, Alan. So good. Well, as we continue to kind of pull back the veil, that's a little bit of the why. What's what's the what? Like, what is a sabbatical? Yeah, it's really important for us to define it because frankly, we've thrown the word sabbatical around and sometimes it's actually not sabbatical. It's medical leave. It's actually disciplinary and someone needs to be put on disciplinary leave if they've violated something uh, morally or um, something in the organization. Maybe they even need to kind of be investigated for something. And so all those things are appropriate actions sometimes for an organization. They're just not sabbatical. That's right. So we're very clear on this definition that the first thing is it's a month or more. And mm-hmm. we love it when it's more. I'd love, mm-hmm. to, I'd love to see it on an eight to 12 week range if it can be. Um, but at least a month. And the purpose of that is to be away from your primary work. So I say primary work because you may have a side kind of thing that you do. Um, you may have something else you need to to maintain, but it's your primary work. So a month or more away from your primary work with the intention to replenish. That's very, very important. Not the intention to go do other work. Chad and I are currently writing books, my friends. Uh, that is not rest. That is not replenishment. That is other work. Uh, That's right. So with the intention to replenish and the intention to come back stronger, it's really mm-hmm. important. And so those four, again, a month or more, We'd love for it to be more, but but a month is the minimum. Um, away from your primary work, proactively away from your primary work. And then with the intention to both replenish, again, refill what is dry within you and your life and your leadership, and the intention to come back stronger. This is not about, um, I'm looking for my next job and I'm between jobs uh, here and I'm actually going to come back and then resign. Nobody knows it. Um, that to us is not, the kind of sabbatical that we are in. And if those four things are present, we'd love to accompany you on your sabbatical journey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think one of the things that I've discovered that was both helpful to me in walking through the process with you and then helping others uh, walk through the journey. We talk about this a lot in our leadership coaching is just naming things, right? When we, when we name things, we give ourselves permission to step into them. I don't think our names are anything magical, but the, the fact that we name the three phases of sabbatical, I think is incredibly important because it helps leaders know where they are at in the journey. And we even sometimes will drop down within the sabbatical and kind of like, you know, little by little kind of name, whether it's the week or the phase within it, just to give help people feel the permission, these, yeah. these get to's. But uh, we have uh, three phases of what we like to walk through with our, with our clients, three phases of a sabbatical. I'll kind of share what they are and then I'll drop down a little bit into a bit of the details. The three phases are simply this. There's the preparation, uh, the experience, and then the reorientation. And uh, all three are critically important to a, um, a highly um, qual- high quality sabbatical that also uh, leads a leader not only to have a great time, but as Alan just said, to come back replenished and stronger and that the organization also gets stronger in the process. And so uh, in the preparation phase, we're really after um, a few things. We obviously, we want to help the leader uh, begin to discover like, what are they going to do on the sabbatical? What is that going to look like? And so we really uh, drop down and begin to kind of help them uh, rediscover in many cases, 
Uh, what is it that brings them to life? And what we've found, uh, whether it's men or it's women, and as Al was saying earlier, for-profit, non-profit, and different ages and stages of life, uh, leaders get busy and they often forget what brings them to life. And so uh, part of the preparation phase is just beginning to explore this with them. I was talking with a leader yesterday and she was just sharing with me, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how to rest anymore. And I don't even know what kind of recreation I enjoy. And one of the words we like to use is, oh, well, then let's experiment. Let's just try some things. Let's just, let's, let's just see what's something you've always thought about. Let's just experiment. It doesn't have to be a hobby that you're stuck to for life. You don't have to go out and spend the thousands of dollars. Just let's just try it. Let's just, let's just try it. So uh, we want to help the leader begin to explore some things that are going to be beneficial to them. Uh, oftentimes the leader is married, has a family. And so we want to talk about that process as well. What's this going to look like for your spouse? What's this going to look like for your children? Will they have the opportunity to be involved? And if so, what would that look like for them and for you uh, to both be replenished and to come back stronger? And then of course, uh, we want to help your organization be prepared as well. And so we walk with you in the process of like, what does it look like depending on your role within the organization to hand off things well? Uh, for you to have a great sabbatical, uh, things have to be handed off well. So we'll walk with you in that journey. Uh, some leaders do a great job with this. Some need a little bit of help. And uh, we want to walk with you to make sure that your organization has great clarity on what it is that they're going to need to do in your absence. If they have clarity, uh, then uh, they're going to be able to succeed. And here's the other bonus. They won't be calling you on sabbatical. So everybody everybody wins uh, in, in the process. Everybody wins. That's the that's the preparation phase. In the experience phase, and this is what we let me, go ahead. Please. Let me stop you before we get you know into the the experience phase right there. Um, what we say is that it's actually the most important phase of sabbatical mm, because mm -hmm. you know you said if everybody wins and I laugh because when we do it poorly, everyone loses. That's right. You're thinking back about work. Your family is distracted because they lose you there. Your team doesn't want to bother you while you're on sabbatical, and yet they have to. And so I've seen that before of, oh, we didn't know what decisions were made and all that. And friends, I just want to tell you, like, it's not our most fun phase. It's certainly not my most fun phase. I love the experience phase. Just getting to hear, I remember, Chad, uh, getting to hear about your both incredible trips and just like, let's go down and take a walk around the lake. And I just want to hear, like, how is God shaping you? How are you as a dad, as a husband, growing as a person? during this time. That's my favorite. But what right. I know is most critical is the prepare phase. So all of that sets the tone for the experience phase. So talk about that experience phase. What's a leader generally experiencing during this time? Yeah. Yeah. They're really looking at with what we see them sharing back with us is there is restoration, you know, of, of their soul. Uh, there's contemplation, there's replenishment, you know, whether it's heart, soul, mind, body, uh, relationships. We just see uh, them throughout. I was, again, this this leader I was, I was uh, talking with yesterday, they've been on sabbatical for 10 days. They went away, they came back and they said, two people that are incredibly important in my life, they saw my face and said, you're already different just because they stepped into it, into it in such a meaningful way. And, and that's what we want to see. And they've, they, they still have six weeks left. <laughs> so not only will their, their outside be different, but their inside is going to be different by the time they get through, through this process. And as we look at replenishment, I think one of the things we like to uh, help leaders see, um, especially spiritual leaders, uh, but really this, this goes for anyone, is that, of course, we agree and believe 
that God is the source of replenishment. But what people forget is that God has many, God has many tools in his tool belt, right? There are a lot of tools inside the toolbox. And we often say the soda's tools are sleep, space, play, uh, life-giving relationships, a prayer, a curiosity. You know, I was mentioning a moment ago, like, well, let's experiment. Let's try a gaining clarity, a getting out in creation, uh, even limits, you know, whatever, if it's a four week sabbatical or 90 days, whether you have a large budget or a small budget, even limits themselves are gifts from God of what it is that we need to uh, partake in. And so um, some of that, like I said, is in the preparation phase. But we often find as we get into the experience phase that leaders still want to help. They need help gaining clarity on what is it that I should be doing with my days? How do I set up my weeks? And then uh, part of what we get to do on the coaching side is to listen really well to hear like what is most life-giving? What are these themes that you're coming up with? As I was walking through mine, um, Alan said, man, I, I, I feel like every time you, we talk, you, you mentioned water. Like when you were in Italy, you were you know, along the rivers. When you were in Paris, like you were along the river. When you were back in the States, you were going to lakes, whatever it was, right? And honestly, I had never thought about it. And here on the backside, that's become a new rhythm for me. Often when I'm with my clients, I'll talk about the big rocks, right? It's a big rock for me. I can't get on a plane and jump across the globe, uh, but I can get on a bike and go down to a nearby lake. I, I can hop in my car and go boating, right? And so those are things that, are, that bring life to me just as a child of God. That's how he designed me. And so a part of what we're doing as a, as a sabbatical coach, and I love doing this, is we're processing the disorienting joys. It is, <laughs> that seems like a phrase that can't go together, but it does. Uh, things are disorienting, and that can be and often is a joyful uh, process. Uh, sometimes uh, leaders might be going through um, you know, a detox phase as well. And so there's some, you know, might be some painful emotions that come with pulling away. It's a, it's a strange thing to stop. And yet the world keeps going on without you. <laughs> and that can be grieving for some leaders. Go ahead. Exciting, hard. Yeah. Like you said, grieving and terrifying. And it's like the, the tension of both of those, it can be hard to even wake up and go like, man, my only job today is to get some rest, to go do something fun, and then to be with my family. That yeah. is good. Yeah. But yeah. that's, I think, part of that disorienting. It's just weird. Yeah. And I think some leaders, I think most probably grieve it to some point at first. But when they wake up, you know, day seven, day 10, and they're not needed, mm -hmm. that they don't have the phone ringing off the hook and the emails and the messages, there's a real joy in that. I just get to be. Yeah. And it's it's so yeah. it's so powerful. Let's I, I want to kind of dive into what you're talking about there. Dive into the water, if you will. As <laughs> as I noticed, the water piece for you, um, it doesn't feel very spiritual mm. to go on a boat, or go on a bike ride. Is this kind of something you naturally do? Indiana's got some great lakes, you know, where you live, and um, and so often people try to over-spiritualize it and think, That's right. man, I got to go to a monastery. I have to do a, a long fast. I have to do something that feels really spiritual. Right. And yet, I, was, I would just watch you talk about these experiences that, to me, that is incredibly spiritual for you yep. to come back alive. And so what we try to do as sabbatical coaches is also kind of normalize and shine a light on, maybe put a mirror to the things that are actually quite life-giving to you, but but you sort of think don't count. Correct. Um, you're like, oh, I have to, whatever, read a lot of books, 
grow in this way, you know, pray for four hours a day. And we're like, you also need to rest and sleep in. And you also need to reconnect. We talk about these five R's and one of them is reconnect with maybe things that have been awesome for you, but you've just fallen out of love with, whether that was, you know, biking, fly fishing, or going to a monastery, like any of those can be spiritual. So that's one of the things that we want to, Chad said, demystify. We want to demystify even like what makes you tick. And we watch leaders come to life when they see maybe just maybe God put this desire inside of me. Mm. That's why I come alive when I do this. Any thoughts on that, Chad? Yeah, it's so important. I know it was true for me and I find it to be true for so many leaders that we get to walk alongside that so much of what we are doing as leaders is so that fill in the blank so that I can be a better leader, so that I can maximize my leadership, so I can get absolute, you know, the, the best profits or the best experiences for my church. I can preach the best messages, whatever that might be. And I think what we, what we find with sabbatical, when people are recognizing, oh, this is how I'm designed. This is how I'm made. And when I engage these, I just rediscover who I am as a child of God first, and that's enough and then you become a better leader. You become a better spouse. You become a better parent. You become a better friend. But it really has to start with that first. I'm a child. I'm a child of God. So those experiences, that's a lot. And then people start to two, three, four weeks from coming back. Go, yeah. oh man, I head back <laughs> to life. And that leads us into what I think is the most challenging phase, but has yeah. the most potential for life change is reorientation. Chad, describe what that is. Yeah. So it is it is very much a, an interesting shift that has to take place. And if if we do sabbatical right, um, I think there will be a bit of a um, a surprise moment of, oh, yes, uh, this has to come to an end. Or um, even a grief. I think that's very common with leaders that did their sabbatical very well of um, you know, not wanting that that journey to end. And so part of what we are trying to accomplish is, so what would it look like to carry these gleanings forward? Things you do, you rediscovered about yourself, you rediscovered about who you are as a child of God, what you rediscovered about God, your spouse, your children, uh, what it is that, that you, when you were at a better pace in life, what is it that you want to take forward? Of course, you're going to have to get back into uh, some new rhythms. Okay. So what would it look like for those rhythms to actually be new? And that's where we want to walk with people. I used the big rock analogy earlier, and we, I really try to work on that with, with our clients is what did you discover that brought you to life that are, need to be equally important, if not more so when you get back? I've, I've run in, in, I'm sure some of our, um, some of our listeners could attest to this, ran into some great leaders along the way at, when our, in our leadership uh, coaching, that they're really good at the end of one week preparing for the next week. You know, they'll sit down, they have a meeting with themselves, they've read those books, right? I know that I need to contemplate this week what I want to accomplish next week. But what we almost never do is stop at the end of one week to look ahead to the next week or the next month and say, what things am I going to put out there that will bring me to life? What are those big rocks? What are those things that are how I was designed? I want to carry those things forward. And that's what we really want to help so that sabbatical isn't just something that was in the past, uh, but the sabbatical is part of who you are. It moves forward into your weekly Sabbath rhythm. It just becomes a part of uh, your journey. It's now been um, a couple, you know, nearly a couple of years since I've been on the backside of my sabbatical. 
And of course, there have been, you know, stressful seasons and busy seasons. Al and I were just catching up for a moment before the podcast. And he's like, so how are you? I'm like, it's a full season of life and life and leadership. But my soul is well, because I'm continuing to put these um, big rocks uh, back into my life and my schedule and making sure that those things are going in first, because everything else follows. I- I'm sure you found this to be to be true in your own life, Alan, and you've probably seen it in other clients. But I consistently hear from people that have done sabbaticals well, when I came back, I worked less and had more fruit and impact. We just see it so you know so many times um, because they're learning to to lead, I think there's probably not a better way to say it, just from the inside out, right? That they're they're taking care of themselves and it's just coming out of who they are. And they don't have to put in the the 60, 80 hours a week every week to get the results. In fact, what they're discovering is they're working at a better pace and getting better results than they ever have. So the reorientation phase is tough um, because you, 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 you've looked so forward to getting into the experience. But um, what I love seeing in our clients is what they discovered about themselves and then bringing those things forward into the reorientation phase. Yeah. Yeah, I think the lie here is you head back to work is that was a nice vacation. Now I'm going to head back to the grind. That's right. That's and right. You are a new person. You are a mm-hmm. new creation. You find new rhythms. And then we have this idea that we can design life different. And we actually help you operationalize that idea. Yes, you can. And mm-hmm. you don't have to head back to exactly what you did ahead of time. And so kind of re-adding those things. We talk about a slow re-entry. And I find this is really the payoff for sabbatical is sabbatical isn't just the gift of that time away. It's the gift of going, man, I feel like I have more fruit now, but I'm doing it in a way, like you say, that doesn't feel as heavy. And I always talk about a light, what's a lighter way to lead? How could we lead lighter? And man, it's amazing. You don't have all that garbage in your pack or even just all that responsibility and we're learning how to lead in that way. That's certainly um, what we're after. It's not just for you to have a great two months away, three months away, but for those three months to inordinately shape or impact the rest of your life. And we just want to bring this to a landing with a call to action. First of all, um, if you're listening to this and you know someone who's experiencing a sabbatical, please send them this. Chances are they haven't told you, but they are terrified if they're heading into it. They need guidance. I no longer recommend any leader, any high capacity, type A, hand <laughs> border on uh, carrying too much leader of any kind to go on sabbatical without guide. I didn't know sabbatical coaching was a thing. Uh, and I really wish I would have had a sabbatical yep. coach. And I am going to have somebody guiding me through mine. So first of all, if you know someone, send that along. It's the first call to action. Secondly, one-on-one coaching with Chad or I, can be a great opportunity for you. And I think there's an advantage to one-on-one, which is we'll go specifically after your scenario in 90 minutes, boom, you shift from overwhelmed to actually kind of excited. We've given you some tools and he and I walk through the same tools and the same processes. And he's a current pastor. I understand pastoring was a pastor for many years, but I also coach business leaders through this. No matter what your role is, one-on-one's great. But here is a unique invite we want to give you If you are experiencing a sabbatical this summer, you can apply for our sabbatical cohort. So our summer sabbatical cohort, it's actually got two trips out to Colorado, one in the preparation phase, and then one in the fall as you're reorienting 
and then you know do everything you want, travel with your family in the meantime of that. But it's also got a monthly time together with the whole group and you get some coaching with Chad and I. So it's one-on-one coaching mixed with group and the group normalizes you and you feel like, yes, I'm part of a community. Uh, sabbatical can often be lonely. Um, and those trips to Colorado to get out of your context, it's a beautiful place, come on out. Uh, and we actually walk through that with you. And so if you know anyone who's going through sabbatical, please send that to them. If you are experiencing sabbatical, we want to help you fight for the best sabbatical possible. If you don't think you have the resources for sabbatical coaching, we'll help kind of coach you to go back and ask your organization for those resources so they invest in you for that. So those are just kind of a few ways that we would highly encourage you to think through that. Friends, we're so grateful uh, for you listening and watching here. We'd be even more grateful if you'd share this with a leader. If you're concerned about a leader, you think they're caring a lot, and you think a sabbatical would be a great fit, have a conversation with them as well. Um, Chad, I just want to say thank you for all the coaching work that you do, and thanks for taking the risk uh, on going through sabbatical coaching. Now your story can really invest into so many other people. Uh, We love you, and thanks for tracking along with us. For those who have been through sabbatical coaching, you know how much this changes lives. We want to continue to steward this kind of cool thing that we have of guiding leaders through this replenishing time so that they can prepare well, experience what God has for them, and then ultimately reorient to the healthiest leader that they possibly can be. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. We cannot wait to kick off the sabbatical summer cohort, and we will continue to do leadership coaching, but we are going to continue to talk about sabbatical here once in a while. Chad, thanks for joining us, my man. Man, honored to be here. Thanks so much. Signing off. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Being found online is becoming more and more important for churches. Barna reports that 75% of your new visitors have already watched you one to three times online before ever stepping into your building. Reach the Lost is a team of Google Grant and SEO experts. They can help you to manage the grant with great results. They help your online presence grow without adding another task to your team's plate. So to connect with them and to schedule a 30-minute discovery call, just head on over to reachthelost.com.